Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We're going we're gonna, to uh, read a passage of Scripture here in just a moment in Joshua chapter 1. If you want to get your Bibles open, your, your, uh, maybe your device up, and uh, we're going to read it together. And I want to talk to you on a message that I, I have talked about in the, in the past um, in crossing over. But I, 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 as I looked at this passage, I was reached out to um, by a, um, a magazine, and they were wanting me to write an article. And so as I sat down, and, um, and it took some discipline for me to actually do that, and uh, to just sit down and to really write out something that I thought could, could be meaningful during this time uh, that we're in. And as I did that, I, 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 it, you know, it's easy for us, for ministers to just go to the Word a lot of times and be able to just preach good messages. And, and, it, and it feeds people, and it, and it can be re- relevant. But there's other times when, and, and for me as a senior leader, that I'm looking for the heartbeat of God as a visionary. What is God saying even prophetically to us as a people? And so as I, as I looked at that, I, I felt like it, it, that I was trying to capture a, a moment of just from a general place of, of something that all of us could embrace, but also for it to be uh, prophetic in nature enough that it speaks to the situation that we're currently in. And so I, I want you to know that as your, as your pastor, my head's not in the sand. Um, I, am, I am very uh, in tune with what's going on and try to stay informed and, um, and yet at the same time to balance that with enough word and prayer and, and to where uh, God is still God. And I pray that this message, that it'll come through with some of that as well. And, you know, because we're in an unprecedented time. We, the, the world has never seen anything like this. And they're trying to do some comparisons, some different things uh, in this. And, um, you know, for, for a lot of us, uh, maybe the closest thing that, that uh, some of us have experienced would be 9-11. And, and I can tell you exactly where I was when, when all of that was happening. And it's one of those kind of moments almost, that, that, uh, but this is ongoing. And so, uh, but we need to hear what does God say about not only this situation, but our lives in general. And so that's my, my prayer, is to be able to communicate in that. Here in Joshua, in the book of Joshua, one of the, one of the, the key words of that crossing over or going to the other side, it's from a Hebrew word. Um, and that Hebrew word, abar, is, is a covenant word. So in other words, it is the kind of word that allows us to fully depend on God upholding his end of the bargain. That's what covenant is. When you enter into covenant with God through Jesus Christ, you are in Christ. And therefore, you're Abraham's seed according to the promise and it's not by the works in which we have done. It's because of our faith, our belief in Jesus, that all of a sudden this covenant is, is made available to us because Jesus brought fulfillment to that. And so 
in the same way, when you think about this kind of charge, it is about that. But yet, at the same time, we do have a part to play. Just like in coming to Christ, we have a part to play. You've got to turn from your sin, turn to God, ask forgiveness, and receive Him as your Lord and Master of your life. And that's biblical gospel. And yes, is it, is it uh, still have some conditions? Yeah, it does. Because whosoever will, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, whosoever will believe, whosoever will turn to God and call upon Him. So, so there's still an element and a part that we play in that. And God's always made that possible. From the beginning of time, with Adam and Eve in the beginning of creation, there's the law of first. You always can go back to the very beginning of something and you get a picture of what that looks like. And He made them free moral agents, uh, human beings, to, to be able to make decisions, even though he spoke, he guided, he, he, he warned, um, but yet they still had freedom in that to make those choices that they made. And in the same way, God's not restricting us somehow to where we're a bunch of robots or, um, you know, to where somehow that, that what Jesus did negated any part from ourselves of being able to act on faith and believing to enter into salvation. So let's make sure that we understand that clearly. Uh, Because right now, there's some tension that's going on, even in the body of Christ. And we need to give ear to sound theology and sound doctrine that still has a requirement on our part. God still expects some obedience. And so in this passage, we're going to see where Joshua, I believe, is a great example. Just Joshua's style of leadership when you look at this is is amazing. But for him, I believe there's some things that we can learn just just in general with what he was facing in a crisis kind of situation that was going on. Well, what was that crisis? Well, let's let's read here in Joshua chapter 1, and let's just begin there in in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over, cross over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. In every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory." No man shall, shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. You can see this covenant threaded through there. Be strong and be of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. <clears throat> Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. 
So God's desire is to be able to help us be able to enter into some things that he has for our lives. That has not changed, even in the midst of this situation. Now, the, for Joshua, this looked very different from the, the, the first time that he showed up there with the children of Israel under Moses' leadership. They sent the 12 spies over. They came back. Ten of them had a bad, a negative report. Two of them had the spirit of faith. And Joshua was, was one of those individuals, him and Caleb. And, and, and so they weren't able to enter in. And, and, and I've preached this in, in other messages in these early chapters of Joshua and looked at this from a lot of different places. But there was something very, very specific of the first miracle to just cross this river. And I'm going to touch on some of that in a little bit, to cross over. Because God had blessings on, on the other side of that. And I pray that even in the midst of your situation, whatever you're faced with, and it, and it may be joblessness. Maybe, maybe you're already unemployed. Maybe you're facing some other challenges. Um, talking with Christian Men's Network um, leader Paul Cole, one of the great concerns that already from pastors and leaders is that beyond this crisis situation, because of self-quarantine and all these things that are going on where families are on top of each other, that, that, that there, there will be some breakups, some divorces, some difficulties that arise and happen. I, I, I had one of our pastors, he, he, he called me one morning, he's like, this is crazy. Some husband and wife right outside his house from across the street had drifted out of the house, were in the street, duking it out. <laughs> it's nuts. Don't do that. Especially if you're a Christian. There's you can go to God. You can work that out. We want to help you be able to get through that. But it's all relative. There's all kinds of different situations that we may be facing even in this crisis, in this unprecedented time that we're in right now. And I believe that this passage can speak to us and address some of these areas and help us so that as we come beyond this, as we move through this and get to the other side of this, that we're going to enter into some tremendous blessings that I believe God has in store for us. Now, are we having to hit the reset button? Are we having to look at maybe uh, doing some things differently during this time? Yes, and I believe that it's, it's, it's possible for us to capture some of this and to be able to move forward on the other side of this. I was on the phone with, with uh, um, one of my dear friends, um, has a tremendous ministry that we support, be a, be a, we're a part of uh, in, a, in a foreign country, third world country, and, and um, developing nation, I, I, I would say. And in that, we may not be able to immediately be able, even though this lifts, be able to go into this country because of the chaos and everything else that's going on has disrupted that nation to the point that it may be a long time before we get to go back. And so we're already thinking that with using technology, using media, using what we have today of how we can basically 
do ministry in that nation, but possibly take it to a whole nother level instead of going physically and being in one location, what it would look like for us to be all over the country in multiple locations. And so I believe that somehow we've got to look beyond where we're at. But sometimes that's difficult and that's challenging because of what's right here on us. So with that, what was the first thing in dealing with crisis to cross over? It was tragedy. It was tragedy. A lot of times I think that it's, it's too easy to just read past certain things and we miss the, the, the moment of that. I mean, you think about this leader, Moses. Moses had gone into Egypt where the children of Israel were in slavery and, and gone into Egypt and was there battling the, the, the very nation that Pharaoh, and, and as a minister of, of God, to be able to say, let my people go in obedience to the, to the word of the Lord. Moses was, was that man, and the children of Israel were there. They saw this. They, they, they saw all those plagues and the the miracles that were taking place the miracle of being able to be delivered from that slavery and to be able to be led out and to be able to go out and then for 40 years out there in the wilderness being able to see the provision of God under the leadership of Moses somehow I just believe you know that that uh that that this man was highly esteemed and that they had followed him all these years as God's man as his leader for them. And now all of a sudden, bam, he's dead. Tragedy happened. Here's Joshua looking at this. I mean, it's 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 you know, for 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 the Lord to show up and say, Hey, my 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 servant Moses, he's dead, and you're it. You're up, you're on. I remember whenever I was my first senior pastorate, and, and, um, and I thought I was going to a place to where it was going to have a nice little safety net. There was a former pastor that was retiring and uh, had some health challenges and things. And, and we, had, we had just accepted the, um, the leadership role, the senior pastor position. And so that had just happened a couple of weeks before that. When we were traveling down, Joanne and I and the, and the kids... And we were going in early to look for a place to live, to be able to rent for this move, that we were going to move to this central Texas town, and to be able to, for me to be able to start my journey as as a senior pastor of our first church. And the night that we show up, during the night, the former pastor died. He passed away. And here I am, the new pastor. I hadn't even been set in yet. And here I'm preaching that Sunday and assuming the role and then staying over to help do the funeral of this former pastor. That was the situation. I mean, whenever I think about Joshua, when I think about for for him to, to, to enter into this opportunity to be able to go in and, and begin to, to enter into the promised land, and all of a sudden, they're just about to do it, and then Moses dies. Tragedy yet. What tragedy? What death 
maybe has happened in your life even right now in the midst of this? Is there some things that you feel like, wow, my business has just been slammed? There, I know there's hurting people. I know that some of you, you're, you're going through the fire of this thing. I, I, I'm in contact with enough of you, and I see you on Facebook and, and, and just the, and hear and understand that some businesses are taking it harder than others, but it's still impacting. Some of you may feel it's the death of a dream, of the plans that you had. I've got a pastor friend, his daughter's getting married, just, and just bam, total change of others with other situations where you feel like that this is, tra- is tragic. There's tragedy involved. Well, you know what? God's word is still true. And I, and I love Joshua 1.9 where he said, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, through its waters roar and be troubled through the mountain shake, though the mountain shake with its swelling. See, it doesn't matter that all of these things could be happening. If our focus is on Him, even in tragedy, there can be life on the other side of that. You know, we're moving into this week of, of rolling right up to Easter. And when you look at this time frame in this um, uh, incredible holiday that, that we celebrate of Christ in his resurrection. We know before resurrection there was a death. There was suffering. There was tragedy. The disciples experienced that personally when you read through the Gospels. And you see that, that man, hopes and dreams and things were just slammed. But I'm telling you, resurrection, life was still coming. They just couldn't see it. They didn't, they didn't fully understand everything in the midst of all the, all the death of Christ, the suffering and everything that was leading up to it. But on the other side of that, they got to experience resurrection power and to personally experience God's Spirit like they had never experienced previously. I believe that if we'll keep hope alive on the inside of us, we can move past that in this tragic time in whatever we may be facing. Secondly, transition. I mean, here, here Joshua is faced now with not only the tragedy of the very death of Moses, but now the transition of he's having to assume the leadership role. He's having to step into this and now be the guy and lead through this. You know, sometimes for transitions to take place, it won't happen by our own choosing. Sometimes change in general, just until the pain of change becomes less than the pain of staying the same, that's usually the only time we're going to change. 
Many times we're just comfortable being comfortable. And yet, sometimes things disrupt our, our lives and disrupt the norm so that transition and a new season comes. As tragic as this is, as, as a world crisis even, what reset could be happening? What transitions could be taking place? What could be going on that we could possibly embrace during this time and to be able to say, okay, what can we do in this season? Because you know in seasons, I, 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 uh, I was just um, in awe, you know, of just this time frame being outside some and, and just sitting outside and, and uh, in the backyard and, and just seeing the wildlife in this time and the greenery and everything blooming and all the leaves of everything coming out. And, and, um, and so, uh, and seeing the interaction, you know, of the birds and the wildlife and, and things. And it's springtime. But you know what? We just came out of a winter. And a win- during the winter season, you see where leaves fall off the trees it looks like things are dead. It looks like maybe nothing's happening. And yet, they say that during winter season, that that's when the roots are usually reaching deeper and growth is happening in a different capacity, in a different way. I think that this could be a season where growth could be happening. I was really encouraged this past week. Joanne let me know that she had signed up to take some more Bible classes. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's, she's determined to grow. I talked to Pastor Olin on the phone, and he's studying his Bible. You know, he's making, you know, with the time that he has, he's, he's diving in deeper. And he was sharing such fresh scriptures that God was speaking to him. And, and, and the personalized message of God in his word speaking to his heart. And, and just, I, I was so inspired, so encouraged. What would happen if, if you didn't just waste this time, but truly pressed into God? Truly drove your roots down deeper where you were meeting together with your, with your spouse and with your kids and with, with others, maybe through Zoom or in, in, in having Bible study and, and prayer and being able to give yourself to some things. What if, what if you know coming out of this, you're going to have to do some financial things different? Why not, hey, get some roots down in some areas. You know, I believe Dave Ramsey, you know, uh, it, financial peace, it works. And, and why not during this time to maybe take some of that on? You know, we offer some of those classes. And I'm sure you can find some others. That, that this is a time that, that maybe for your marriage to be able to say, you know what, we don't want to keep doing the same old, same old. And so what can we do differently so that coming out of this, our marriage is healthier, it's stronger than when we entered into this time. See, transition can also be a good time because sometimes you'll find that there are things on the inside of you that you didn't even realize that you had to be able to face what you're facing. I remember some of those times 
that transition that happened not only going to Central Texas for my first pastorate, but coming back to take on the senior pastorate of our church and moving back to San Angelo and just, just what that transition looked like and the challenges that I faced. When I look at Joshua, there's, there's no doubt that there was transitional challenges that he was facing. Because now, as faithful as he had been through those years, being the number two guy, being that, that assistant, love the way the Scripture put that. A great leader, I believe, makes, a, makes first a great follower. And as a great follower, you learn things and things are developed, but there is still certain things that you still don't know until you are a senior leader and the full weight of the responsibility of that is there. I was talking to my pastor on the phone and we were having some of that discussion and, and, uh, and he had been that senior leader for a lot of the years of his, his life and ministry and, and how he was just encouraging me and and uh, some others because of knowing what it's probably like or really like during this time to carry the weight of the responsibility as a senior leader. Now Joshua is experiencing what that is fully like. He may have thought he was prepared, but I'm telling you, there is always that question, Am I, is, is that really? <laughs> but you know what? When it's God's calling and it's God's purpose for your life, you can move into that. And I'm speaking to someone right here in this. I believe God is going to be calling more leaders. He's going to be raising up more to, to step into to areas. I believe that we're going to move into a transitional time of, of worldwide global evangelization and reaching people. Do you realize that Bibles have sold out again? They're, they're, you know, it's, it, it's crazy when you think about toilet paper selling out. But they said the shelves of Bibles are being wiped out that record sells. More people are, are, are subscribing to online Bible courses and, and, and devotions. and it's, it's amazing. We're in transition and I'm believing that we're putting some roots down. Look, look at this scripture. Look at, um, at Joshua chapter 1, 5 and 6. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you. All the, look at this. No man will be able to stand, stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said that same word. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. What do you think he was doing? He was communicating to his disciples because they were going to experience a transition. He had been with them in person, but that was coming to an end, and they were going to now have to move into this, this new experiential part of, of doing life with God through an a, a inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit and a spiritual life that is flowing with us. And that is flowing out of us. Transition. But God has not left us. God is with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. We can move through transition. And then the last one is trust. Trust. When we're, when we're in crisis, 
when we were facing something like this that's unprecedented, to be able to trust Joshua, I can only imagine what that was like for him to fully trust that God had prepared him for such a time as this. That he was having to trust God. I mean, look at how many times right here in these passages that, 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 that God is speaking to Joshua. Listen, you can do this. Be of good courage. Be strong. Be courageous. <laughs> Why do you think he was doing that? Don't fear. Because Joshua was probably shaking in his boots. <laughs> Maybe sandals. I don't know. <laughs> but Joshua was probably in that place of going, Oh, man, am I really ready? Can I do this? And yet, God had appointed him for such a time as this, and he had to step up and trust God. Some of you are in a place and you're going, man, I don't know if I can do this. Trust God in this time, in this season. Trust leadership. You know, for the people, think about for them to have to trust they were, they, were, they were fine trusting Moses, maybe out there just wandering around kind of over the same path. You know, it's like, hey, you remember last time we were by this same fork in the road here and that rock and that? <laughs> out there around and around, you know, for 40 years. They were, they were fine with that, trusting. But now here, even for the people, they're having to trust that Moses has died Joshua is assuming the leadership role, and now this transition is taking place because think about it. Even from transition, they had been had daily meals. <laughs> that was the same old, same old, and they were probably ready to, for some change in that. But it was there was the provision was just there. But now it was going to be upon them. I mean. You're talking millions of people. And they're going to have to go over into crossing this river and go over into this enemy territory and to be able to carve out a life, to be able to take the ground, to be able to now find provision for daily nourishment in a different element of trusting God. Different element. Before, it just fell out of heaven. Oh, and how many of you, how many of you baby Christians, you know, and, 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 or how many of you remember when you were a baby Christian and it's like you just prayed and everything just happened and now, and then at some point you, you, you came along there and it's like, what happened? <laughs> God's saying, okay, time to get your pampers off. Time to start believing. Time to start walking by faith. Time to start putting some, pra some principles into practice here for, for Christian behavior and to be able to experience the, the, the things that God has for you maybe in a different time, a different season, a different place of trusting God. And the disciples had to experience that. They went through that. Even on the other side of resurrection. Even after they already knew that he was raised from the dead, there was, you can see this interaction. You know, at one point he shows back up and, and they're out, they're back fishing. Peter is back slid again. He's out there fishing again. And he sets down on the riverbank and he 
he's got some fish going and they bring what they've caught and, and they have a meal together. And then there's this, this partnership that's happening. There's an inner working. There's a message in that. And sometimes there's different places of trust. There's different levels of trust. But trust is still vital for all of us. And it may be, you know, subjective to our own areas of life, relative to our own situations. But are you trusting God? Are you trusting some of those that may be leading during this time? That's a difficult thing. And sometimes I, I, I see individuals doing some stupid stuff. Like trying to have to prove their faith. Still happening. How about we join together, encourage one another during this season, and let's develop a level of trust that, you know what? There's some, some smart people that work on this. There's some, some people that I believe still have a righteous heart and want to see people's lives spared as much as possible that people don't lose their lives and that somehow we could get through this. Now, that's not the case in some countries around the world where leaders aren't in that place, and we need to pray for them. But God can still be God even for them in those situations, and I believe we can ultimately even though we may not be able to fully trust everything natural, we can still trust that God is for us, that God is going to be able to help us through this time and that we can ultimately, fully, completely trust Him. See, for Joshua, he, he must have been working through this process of, okay, what in the world? Why, why now, God? Because think about this. He finds himself in this situation where the first time that he showed up, 40 years prior, the River Jordan's there. And when you look at it, theologians say that the River Jordan was about 100 feet across. If you show up today and go to, go to Israel and you go down to the River Jordan, most of it, it, that's about normal. It's about 100 feet across it. But now Joshua, very different from the first time when he was there, is faced with this thing is at flood stage. That's what it says in chapter 3. It says that it's at flood stage. That it is literally outside of its banks. That's why it talks about when the priest with the Ark of the Covenant, that they went down and they, they just stepped into the edge of it. Why? Wow, there wasn't any bank to it. They just stepped into the edge because the river was out. They estimate that the river was a mile across. Come on, how many of you ever swam a mile? Come on, how many of you ever ran a mile? <laughs> Think about that. That they're having to trust. Joshua is probably going, God, what's up with this? I mean, couldn't you have picked a better time? I mean, come on. I mean, why couldn't it have been just 100 feet like last time? Oh, no. You had to bring us here, and it's 100 
It's not just a hundred feet across, it's a mile across. See, a lot of times facing the crossing of this river, we miss it. We don't see the, the, the miracle that really took place for them to cross the river at this point in time. But why was that? Look at this. Here in Joshua chapter 3, verse 15, and it says, And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the, the whole time of harvest. During the whole time of harvest, I'm hearing prophetically that, that there's a lot of, of those that are believing that this is going to be a major harvest of souls on the other side. Listen, if more people are reading their Bible, more people are buying Bibles, more people are interested in spiritual things, in what does God say about this situation, and they're in search. There may be some right here watching, looking, tuning in that are longing for answers. And I believe this is your moment. I'm excited about what is on the other side of this because I believe God is going to help us reach more people for, the, for the, the gospel, the good news, that it will cover the earth. The glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That fulfillment of some of those passages is going to happen. And that there will be a huge harvest of souls, of those that will be reached, of those that will come to God through Jesus Christ, will profess Him and make Him Lord of their lives. That may be some of you right here today. I want to take this moment and just, just believe that some of you have tuned in right now and you're watching this, don't turn the channel. Don't turn off of this. You need God to be real, not to just believe that he is and that he's up there somewhere. I hear people say that. Yeah, you know, I believe in the old man upstairs. That's, that's not enough. Why not believe in the God of the Bible that said, I loved you enough that I was willing to give the greatest gift of all, my only begotten Son, to live a sinless life, to shed blood, to die on the cross, to be buried, but to be resurrected. And so that now the Holy Spirit can come and live on the inside of you as a believer, as a Christ follower, and for us to have true fellowship. For you to know God in a personal and real way. That's the gospel. And some of you need to say yes to Jesus. To be Lord and master of your life. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I'm believing that if, if you're watching right now. And maybe some of you are away from God. You know what it is to be born again. You've done that at some point in time. But maybe you know that you're not living your life to please God. And maybe today is the day that you simply say, I want to come back. I want to hit the reset. I want to get on track with, with, with truly making Jesus Lord of my life and fulfill my purpose that I have in God. So let's pray together. I want to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to make it easy. I'm just going to pray. And you simply repeat after me. And you believe it within your heart. And there may be some that 
are at the, the last moments in time on this earth that are watching. And there may be some that are very, very young and anywhere in between. If you pray this prayer, I believe in the Bible. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just repeat after me. Say it out loud. Mean it with your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price, the penalty for my sin. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for maybe praying that prayer. We want, we want to hear from you. We want to send you some information. If you've prayed that prayer, please email us, call us, let us know. We, we want to help you get started in your new walk with God or maybe a reset in your relationship with the Lord. We want to help you get going. Listen, that was not a means to an end. This is supposed to be just a, an epiphany, a new beginning for you. And we want to help you move forward during this time. I want to say thank you for, for tuning in. I'm believing God that, that through this season that we're crossing over, that it doesn't matter what the crisis, what, what is going on. Listen, even in death itself, the Christ follower the Bible declares it's a victory. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So be encouraged. God has good things in store for us as believers. We love you. We thank you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301 TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.